Hi, welcome back to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. We're so glad that you're here with us today. My name is Laura Forehand, and I'm here with my Whole Brain Teaching bestie, Rhonda. So, Rhonda. Hello, everybody. Glad that you all are here. I'm Rhonda Arlt. I'm a second grade teacher in Kansas. I'm an advanced platinum certified instructor, also an assistant director of certification. And I love doing this podcast, like Laura said, with my bestie. Yes. All right. you. All right. So I, I also teach second grade and I always forget to mention that, but I teach second grade in Missouri and I'm also advanced platinum certified and I help Rhonda with the certification um, with whole brain teaching. So we take care of the bronze certification. So if you ever have any questions on that, feel free to email us or you can email Nancy Stoltenberg. We are happy to help you get certified in whole brain teaching. So what are we talking about today, Rhonda? Well, today we are continuing our whole brain teaching basics, and we are looking at step two, our brain engager. Last time we talked about that attention getter, that class yes. Well, today we're going on with step two, that brain engager, which is our mirror words. Yeah, and so mirror words is really a powerful way to get 100% student engagement in your classroom. It's really so, so simple to use, which is what I love about the whole brain teaching cycle in general. It's just, it's very simple to implement. So after you grab your student's attention with that class, yes, the teacher is going to say mirror words and hold up their hands. And then students respond with mirror words and hold up their hands. And so now you've got them where you want them. They're engaged and ready to listen to your lesson. Exactly. Then as the teacher, you're gonna talk in small chunks using gestures and your students will repeat your words and mirror your gestures. Everyone is engaged in the lesson and this is why this is one of my favorite parts mm -hmm. of what teaching. Yeah. Then when you are done teaching, um, which would only be about 30 seconds, you're keeping it in those short chunks, you just say mirrors off and put your hands down and the students will repeat mirrors off and put their hands down. Yeah, and so next time we do a podcast, we're going to talk about that direct instruction, those little chunks. So we'll go into that a little bit more. But one thing I loved about when we did class yes is you kind of helped us break it down into those micro steps. And we talked about that a little bit. And you can do the same thing with our brain engager with mirror words. So we're going to talk a little bit about breaking each step down into some micro steps that you can teach your class when you get back into the classroom or if you do it virtually. So the first thing you wanna do is, like I said, when the teacher says mere words and holds up their hands, you want your students as quickly as possible to respond mere words and hold up their hands. So the idea is on this micro step is to practice as long as you need to until you your students reach your expectation of how quickly you want them to respond mere words and be ready for your lesson. Right, that's a very good point. Mm -hmm. And then to take that micro-stepping a little bit further, once you've got that to the expectations that you want, your students do a mirror check with you and you'll practice moving your hands in various positions, allowing students to mirror those. And I always like to have fun with that. I'll move my hands yeah. up and down and to the side until we get to those expectations that you want in your classroom. So you're just practicing those two steps over and over until you get it where you want it. I really like that mirror check too. So you, like you said, you can have a lot of fun with it. You can, you mm -hmm. can really, and I, it, 
it's really fun. Um, the final step, the final micro step is once you have steps one and two down, then you're ready for the third part to practice with your kiddos. And this is where you're going to add those small chunks of instruction. Um, you can have your students then, they're going to be repeating your words and mirroring your gestures. And then once you have each one of those steps where you want them, where you're satisfied with those expectations, then you can put all three together and, and practice with your classroom that way. These three micro steps, Andrea Schindler has a really good video and she breaks those micro steps down, kind of like we did here, but you could actually see it on video and you can find that on the Whole Brain Teaching um, website and it's under, I think, Whole Brain Teaching Basics. So check that out for sure. Right. Now, one thing I want to point out is that Mirror Words gives your direct instru instruction, excuse me, amplif amplification or power. I mean, they are using their visual motor cortex and an auditory part of their brain, and that makes them all engaged. And that's what's just a phenomenal thing about this Mirror Words. You can see them, they're talking, they're looking, they're moving. It's just fabulous. It is. And, you know, that's why it's called whole brain teaching, because it's using their whole brain while they're learning. And I'm always amazed at how well students retain information when they're using those small chunks and those gestures when they're mirroring along with you. So kind of like with class, yes. We want to add some variety. We want to bump up that funtricity with variety. So it, when you're looking at whole brain, or excuse me, when you're looking at mirror words, the brain engager, um, what's some variety that you use in your classroom, Rhonda, when you say mirror words? I like to do it fast. Mm -hmm. And then I like to do it slow just to see that everyone's with you. But they enjoy the fast ones the most on any of it is the fast is their favorite too. But right. I mean, it's kind of fun to do like one hand up and then the other hand. Yes. Yeah. And I think that just kind of that centricity, that variety kind of just pulls them in because they are not sure which way you're going to do it. So they've got to be listening and paying attention. And it's kind of like that class. Yes. You know, after a while, if you're just saying class, yes, class, yes talked about how that can get boring. And this, mm -hmm. if you're always saying mirror words, mirrors off, mirror words, mirrors off. After a while, it gets to be a little redundant. So adding that variety is huge. It's huge. Whispering yeah. and doing a soft voice is another, you know, they're not expecting you to do that. So that's kind of a fun one to throw in every once in a while too. Yeah. And then they really have to be listening. They really have to be listening. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what about intermediate? upgrades? Well, when we get to the intermediate level, um, when you're wanting to make a good point, you're going to say hands and eyes, and they're going to lean into you. And we talk a lot about second grade, that laser vision. I tell them I want that laser vision wow. on, on me. So they fold their hands together as they're saying hands and eyes, and then they lean into you because you're making a really good point that you really want to want them to be paying attention to you. Yeah. I, I like that hands and eyes really gets them focused on what you're about to say. Um, if we look at like the next step, I guess the advanced step, um, we're talking about silent mirrors and I, I like this. So when you as a teacher say silent mirrors, you're going to like hold your finger up to your lips as if you're kind of shushing, you know, we're saying shh. 
And then your students respond with silent mirrors and they mimic that finger over the lips. Now, the fun thing about this is that during that lesson, they don't repeat anything. They're silent. The kids don't repeat your words, but they do mirror your gestures. And if you want to get some great focusing going on, um, silent mirrors is, is one strategy that you can use because it's really going to help focus those kids because they need to be mirroring your gestures. So they're really going to be intently. I would do that one out in the hallway a lot. Like if we were waiting for the teacher, you know, to dismiss the other class, we would do silent mirrors and kind of do some review sometimes just because they they get antsy waiting in line and waiting for that special teacher to, to come out and get them. But okay. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. And I'm going to steal that for next year because I never thought about that, but there are a lot of times that we're waiting outside the art room or waiting for the last PE class to get out. And so, yeah, what a great idea. Cause then they're not talking in the hallway. That's awesome. uh, I'm not sure. I mean, with next year, who knows? I don't know. If I know. In the hallway, but even if the science teacher, we're waiting for the science teacher to come in, we could be sure. doing it at our desk, I think too. And yeah. So we have no dead time, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I think that's super important because we know that dead time in a classroom causes behavior issues. So, yeah. Well, it doesn't stop there. Um, After advanced, we've got legendary mirror words, and that is our magic mirrors. So when you say magic mirrors, woo, your kids respond, magic mirrors, woo, and you put your hands behind your back. Students repeat these words, but create their own gestures. Love that. This creativity, I know it's fabulous. <laughs> this creativity and fantricity um, reigns supreme. And this is one of our virtues, creativity. And this comes into play with this magic mirrors perfectly. Have you ever done magic mirrors? No. <laughs> I haven't either. I haven't either. I haven't either. I mean, just at conferences and stuff. I mean, I love it and it makes sense. I think I just forget about it. Me too. Yeah. But I love the idea of putting my hands behind my back. I'm, I'm afraid I would have to like hold my hands really <laughs> to keep myself from, from gesturing. Cause I'm so, I know I would too. but how fun to like see the creativity in your kiddos by coming up with their own gestures for uh-huh. saying Exactly. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So finally, then after legendary, we have the semi-divine level. So um, this is where they get to freestyle. So this mm-hmm. you can use any of the strategies that we've talked about um, when it comes to mirror words, just to add, you can use them in whatever variety, whatever order you want to, to add even, you know, to add the most funtricity to your classroom that you want to. Um, Again, you can find all of these back on the Whole Brain Teaching website, and um, I, I just want to encourage everybody to go back there and look, because like you said, and like I admit to, sometimes we forget about those levels, such as magic mirrors. Um, so that being said, like what is, what is your favorite mirror word style to use in your classroom? What ones have you tried, I guess? What ones have you tried? Well, I'm pretty much do the beginner one, just the mirror words, your classic mirror words quite a bit. I, I do the hands and eyes Mm -hmm. and I would say also those silent mirrors. I need to probably step up my game and make a note on a post-it to remember those magic mirrors. 
and just see how they do with that. I think that would be a fun way to check check their you know comprehension of what's going on. But right. I think those three are my basics, my go-tos a lot okay. for second grade. How about you? Which ones? So, you yeah, use? so I definitely the beginner, definitely the beginner. And I like to, like we talked about, add the fun with the voices or the speed. Oh, yeah. Um, doing it that way. I have used hands and eyes and I, I really do like that because if you're going to make an important point or you see kids fidgeting in their desk and you can say hands and eyes and you know their hands are where you need to see them. Um, and I have used silent mirrors and I really like that one, but definitely I, this is the beauty I think of us doing this podcast is it really forces us to go back to that website, even though we've seen it, but it really causes us to dig a little deeper and go, oh yeah, there's that component to whole brain teaching as well. And so, yeah, maybe even throwing a little magic mirrors in this year, just to see my students' creativity come into play. I think there's many, many tools in the whole brain teaching toolbox. <laughs> you know? Yes. And then, and then go ahead. Well, it's just important to, you know, when you feel like you're doing the same things, maybe check that website out again and look at those different levels of how you can kind of power up, you know, your mirror words or your attention getter. One thing I do want to mention is the differences between um, our visual gestures and our memory gestures. Yes. A little bit. Because um, our casual gestures, I guess I should say, not visual gestures. I'm sorry about that. It's your casual gestures mm -hmm. and your memory gestures. Your casual gestures are you talking with your hands with the kids when you're doing your mirror words. Your um, memory gestures are motions that are linked to your core instruction or your lesson or your curriculum. Okay. And those are the, you do them the same way each time that you're talking. So if you have that gesture for noun, you're going to use that same gesture every time you talk about noun. Okay. Your casual gestures are just teachers talking with their hands, mm -hmm. you know, like we do. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> As you see me using my hands and <laughs> this on this podcast. So. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I don't know. I just, I want to clarify. I mean, I wanted people to know a little bit about those um, before we go on, but definitely check out that website. Um, it's over on the power ups and you can click on brain engager. Um, you, there's also a button for mirror words and you can kind of see where you can power up some of these whole brain teaching strategies. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That, like you said, that website is just so chock full of information and you know, things are being refined and added all the time. And it's just, it's, it's amazing to have all those tools. And I was also going to say too, that checking out that website, um, when things get a little, when you feel like things are getting a little stagnant in your room and you want to bump up that funtricity, but also um, checking out the the Facebook pages, the whole brain teaching Facebook pages, because there are so many teachers that put, questions on there all the time and staff members, um, mm -hmm. board members will respond because I don't know about you, Rhonda, but sometimes when I'm not having the greatest day at school and I feel like I'm kind of, you know, everything's kind of dry and stagnant, um, it's hard for me to come up with things. And so posting that uh, question or concern on those Facebook pages, somebody that has 
maybe uh, fresh eyes that day can respond and give you just that glimmer of hope that you need to go into the classroom or go get on your uh, virtual classroom the next day and do something just a little bit different. It makes a huge, huge difference. I agree. And I want to say too, if you're just starting out, if you're a newbie to whole brain teaching, you know, it's okay to just start at that beginner level and Absolutely. just hear words until you get comfortable. Yes. These, to me, these power-ups and these levels are when you're ready to go to the next step. So don't feel bad if you're not doing all of these mirrors, you know, within the first year that you're doing oh. whole brain teaching, it's okay. You yeah. know, just practice that mirror words until yeah. you get it down and then go on. You've been doing this for, I mean, you're going to be going on seven years, eight years, something like that. And I'm going on my sixth year of teaching with whole brain teaching. And like we just admitted on the podcast, you know, there's some things that we are like, oops, I forgot about that. I, I might try that this year. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, we're just so thankful that we have this opportunity to bring you these wonderful whole brain teaching nuggets each and every time that we get onto the podcast. Like we said, um, please check out the whole brain teaching website. Check out those videos. Like I said, those micro steps, Andrea Schindler has an absolutely fantastic video on that. And she really breaks it down. Um, take it slow. Like Rhonda said, there's, there's no rush and you don't have any whole brain teaching police standing in your classroom. Um, making sure you're doing it and I use air quotes, right. So, um, yeah, we, we don't want this to be stressful. We want you to have fun and make your classroom full of that funtricity and engagement. So we do thank you for joining us today. We love getting on here and talking about all things whole brain teaching. And as we go out, I always love to, to let Rhonda kind of close us out with just some words of wisdom. So take it away, Rhonda. Right. In whole brain teaching, we don't fix kids. We fix relationships with kids. Yeah. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.